story. Welcome back to another episode of Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. I'm your host. I have a guest. Not really. I'm like your permanent guest. <laughs> Indefinite guest? Yeah. What's up, You're Karine? stuck with me. You should... I mean... Yeah, I said host. Wait, guest? Host. What am guess. I? Guest. I, I should be a host, too, though, at this point. Okay. I deserve billing as a host. Welcome back to Pilot Boys. I'll check in with the accounting department. I'm still your host. <laughs> What's up, Karen? How you been? I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. How are you? I'm good, man. Chilling, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Shit's f- fucked up, I guess. I'm okay. Um, I'm okay. You okay? I'm good, though. We're here to talk about TV, baby. So many, so many shows we're so about to cover. So many goddamn shows. Dude. We've been watching so much television, and I, I'm sure so many people have been watching. Yeah. Hashtag relatable? Yeah. Yeah, today we're doing another roundup, another roundup episode with all the stuff that we've been watching. All of this stuff. A lot of shit has come out, and we've been skipping some weeks, so we decided to just group them all together. Just lay it all out there. So, the one that Karen has been consistently saying, like, can we finish this, or can we keep watching it? Because I have this weird thing where I don't want to watch the rest of it unless I've done the pot on it for some yeah. reason. But we it watched was... it like two weeks ago and we still are haven't even yeah, so watched the is... second episode. So we'll start with the first one. It's Run, the new HBO show starring Dominic Gleeson and... Merritt Weaver. And it's about like this kind of like odd love story where it's I like guess the, the conceit The one that it, got away. Yeah, but they have like this thing where if they text each other the word run, then they'll drop everything and just get together. Yeah. And the first episode is just them meeting up. But we really liked it. Like, we really had a good time watching it. The main cast has really good chemistry. And like, we... Phoebe Waller-Bridge is involved. She's, she's a producer. Mm-hmm. But and like, it just felt... The showrunner is also a woman. Vicky Jones. Yeah. It felt like it had kind of like some blue Valentine vibes or like it could be that volatile at some point. Like they have this control over each other where like they just, I don't know, like they get under each other's skin. Mm-hmm. Or, like, And it's also, I think the episode does a good job at kind of exploring the infatuation side of it, but also like the, the reality side of it. Because mm-hmm. So, Donald Gleason's character plays kind of like a motivational speaker in his real life or whatever. Because in some ways, I think that the, the train, when they first meet, is like a suspended animation. Like, they're not in real life. Yeah, and I mean, they even reference that. You know, the fact that, like, she says from the get-go, like, no questions about our, like, personal lives. Yes. It's... But, obviously, they start to explore that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that the way that they they portrayed... I mean, it's not necessarily a good relationship. I no, think. it it's looks kind of like it toxic, was like a toxic relationship. But it's like so, it's like toxic in the way that like, it's terrible for you, but also like you can't look away. Like it's like, yeah, a, yeah. I mean, from, from what we know is they were in a relationship when they were in college and they were much younger. Yeah. And that's what it feels like, you know, like that like passion of like a first relationship when you're young and you're figuring yourself out. Yeah. But it, it eventually leads to a heartbreak because they're not suited to each other. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we can assume based on like, mm-hmm. the first episode. But I think that the uh, the chemistry between them is, like, 
great. It's like yeah. it's it's a lack. They're so fun to watch because they really play off each other. They're like assholes in their own way, and like mm-hmm. there doesn't feel like a power disparity in a lot of these things. There does feel like a power disparity. Like one of them is either like the more clever one, or like you know, like but it doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're kind of on equal levels, except you know they are kind of crazy about each other. But yeah, like they're really good, like debaters you know like yeah they, like quippy yeah or like not, not even quippy because it's i think quippy has like a connotation but like jabbing like yeah. sparring in the way they talk kind of yeah thing. they're really um, good at sparring with each other i think so too but i what i really like to see what i think the thing that's the most striking about the show the thing that you like to that that struck me the most ls at least was the way that they started to slowly unravel the characters like you don't know anything about them really but you find out little little things as like the plot goes on, and like there, I think the volatility of their relationship, but also the, of the relationship kind of bleeds into the story. Like you don't really know what you're gonna find out at any moment. Yeah, like one second they're like crazy about each other, and the the next like they're arguing about something because they like they have a past. Yeah, and it also seems like they can hit each other's nerves in a way mm-hmm. that like. I think that that's also one of the the main themes is that like they ha- it seems at least we can assume that they have some sort of stability but when they meet each other that like kind of goes out. It feels like they were when they were together they were on their way to becoming people. Yeah. And now they've become people but they can still get at each other in a way that they they didn't or like they hadn't. No one else can. Yeah. I think that, I yeah, I think that's right. I kind of love that they were on the train, like, okay. from the get-go, because that, like, kept the story moving. Yeah. And, like, they were only in it's one... It's a plot device, Morty. A literal <laughs> plot device. Yeah. <laughs> but that was... that. I think that's really good for, like, a first episode, because yeah. it, it keeps the momentum going without them having to necessarily switch sets or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, go from place to place to place. It's like, they're in a train, and... It's it cre- like a, like it, a literal train yeah, where and the it relationship also, is going. Yes, and it also heightens the like. There's it feel there feels like a time mm-hmm. like a, a time crunch one because obviously the name of the show is called Run and there's like this immediacy to it, but I think the train as like a plot device. Yeah, you don't know, like they don't really, like, I think a lot of what the show captures is that like how insane it is that they're doing this. Like, how insane it is that they're dropping everything. Yeah, they blew up their lives. Yeah, and you get a lot of moments where, like, they have huge doubts that, like, this is the worst thing that they've ever done, and it's because of the way that they feel for each other. Yeah, they like, even after so much time has passed, they still have so much power over each other. Yeah. In a way they had not realized. Yeah, and the setting just kind of heightens it. Mm -hmm. Especially because, like, they can leave or get off on any stop or whatever. Yeah, so... I mean, yeah, I, I, I've been gushing about it, but I, I really liked a lot of it. I mm-hmm. thought so much of it was just, uh, like, a joy to watch. Yeah, I want to give it, like, a 4.5. I think, like, it's just a really great first episode yeah. and a really good start really to the title. series. I think so, too. Yeah, 4.5 seems fair to me. Yeah. I, I I like 4.5. Maybe 4.2. What? Why? What are the things you didn't like about it? You didn't like it? Well. I did really like it. I just felt like... I feel like this is one of those... Where I need to see the whole thing mm-hmm. because this is just setting up the world, but it sets it up really well. And it's also, I think it's a mini series, also like a BBC thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say 4.2. I really, I thought it was actually no, 4.5 is fair. 
Because I really like all the performances, too. <laughs> I also like... The side characters, too. Like, the... The people the on, the, on the bus. that she met. She, I mean, she on, the, on the train. On the train, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it feels like a world. Like, it feels like its own world off the bat. And... I don't know. The way they, they capture their reactions and their emotions. Like, they, like they were able to, like zoom in at just the right moment yeah. to show how the words affect the characters. Yeah, the emotions were like really dialed up mm-hmm. a lot. Is I, it a miniseries? Actually no, I don't I don't think it's a miniseries. So I, I don't know, maybe it could go I could see it going a couple seasons, maybe. I don't Three know. seasons. Is it gonna be? Two seasons. There's gonna be seven episodes. That seems like a miniseries to me. I think that's a standard now, though. Like, eight episodes is kind of like a standard, yeah. usually. Yeah, so this is one of those shows where, like, I was... I guess I'm projecting. I wanted it to be a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want this to be, like, a long story. I just want this to be the story about what what it is. You know? Also, like... like I feel like Domhnall Gleeson... He's, like, an A-minus star. Yeah, and I nah. think Merritt Weaver is also, like, B-plus. on the rise, too. B-plus. B-plus so I feel like they're gonna get busy. Yeah, that could be it. But I don't know. It's it's HBO, so yeah. Stars I'm gonna make, say I'm gonna say three HBO. seasons at seven episodes each season. Okay, okay, like a flea die kind of shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I see that. Two seasons for me. Let's move on. So next is oh, so the first category for the first one was just good that we liked it. <laughs> so I didn't, ha- I didn't have that was kind of an outlier. Right. That's also why I put it first. That one's just the one that yeah, it's out yeah. an outlier, and we really liked it, so we wanted to talk about it. The second category is white privilege. This is kind of jokey, but I mean, also, it kind of is about white privilege. So the first one in that category is Miss America, the new Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. The new Kate Blanchett. The new Kate Blanchett. The new Kate Blanchett show uh, about Our buddy Clayton. Phyllis Schaffler. Schlafly. 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 Of course, the white feminist. No, she's not a white feminist. But she was like the woman who was against the women's live movement in like the 70s and this is kind of showing her as she is moving politically throughout she's like has political aspirations and like it, it just kind of throws you in i think in like at the height of her career or right before she like, like right before she takes off yeah where she's like but i think she had already taken off because i mean all right i don't i don't know much about her historically i just know that she existed as someone who like down talked a lot of like the the women's lib stuff mm. specifically like Freedan. friedan but of course this is like white feminism but this isn't even white feminism this is like anti-white feminism but yeah i don't know it's, it's strange but i think that this show is about white privilege in some ways because i think there's a lot of privilege in what she's doing yeah and you can even see it like so so she's a woman she's a wife of a politician yeah a local sort. politician something like that right and she herself ran for office a, a few, few years, years ago. before the show started. Yeah. And, like, you see her, like, kind of navigate through her life. And she's, like, a woman of privilege, you know? Yeah. Like, she has a few kids. Yeah. But she has a black housemaid that, like... Yeah. Who, like, house, basically Housekeeper takes, that takes, takes care, care of the yeah. kids. Like, makes sure that all of the food is done by the time that, like, she's done with her errands to run. Yeah. Which are, like, to go to the store and to... Go to the you know beauty yeah. salon to and talk she to also, her friends. Like, but I th- more than anything, the the privilege I guess strikes me, and I think the show is directly engaging with that. I don't think the show is like 
unintentional or like intentionally trying to show her as like a great figure necessarily. I think it's it's a show that's about like this complicated person. And in that, I think it becomes a character study in that yeah. like she is this person who is rallying against women being quote unquote liberated at the time while at the same time she is suffering some some form of like sexual mm-hmm. discrimination. Yeah. Specifically like when she's in these like all male circles in politics or whatever and she's talked down to even though she's like obviously more qualified i guess the show makes it out to be that way but so the reason i say it's complicated is because uh there are moments where like you feel bad for her like Mm -hmm. she's a complicated i mean right from the beginning like the first scene is her in a literal bathing suit campaigning for a politician yeah of the like a republican politician yeah it sets it up right away you know yeah it sets it up that like she uses her femininity as like a tool like because it's i think i think you nailed it, on, nailed it on the head when you said that the show is about power it's about how like you know power is kind of genderless but there are different rules like the framework like the system the, the systems that exist are sexist yes. and she is you simultaneously know, contributing, using con- it yeah contributing to the sexist system while also using it using it to claim power yeah while also like being you know oppressed in some way so before the reason i said that it's it's a complicated show is because you see her suffer but then you also see her like spouting this like rhetoric this anti-women rhetoric Mm -hmm. and like in front of like a bunch of women so she's like rallying a bunch of women against other women or whatever but like as soon as you watch when you first watch it at least for me this was my my experience when i first watched it i was like ugh, this is like gonna be like why the fuck would they even choose to do this like it, it just seems strange but as you watch it, you get to understand that, like, I don't know, like, it, this is kind of, like, an interesting, this is kind of, like, the perfect time to talk about, like, white women's role in the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not talked about it in the same way, especially not in a way where, like, it challenges that, in a like, it doesn't show them in a positive light. It's not just, like, a, you know, like, a white feminist, pro-white feminist superhero movie. It's, like, yeah. a complicated figure in you know, gender issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact that she says, like, like her, the line that she keeps repeating throughout the episode is like, if women wanted to be in power, they would try harder. Yeah. It's not because she's a woman, it's because she didn't try hard enough. Yeah, it's very bootstrappy. Yeah. And I think that that's like the mantra that she has to keep telling herself every time, like, she fails at something. Yeah. It's not because she's a woman, it's because she didn't try hard enough. Yeah. And I think, it, I think what these shows, recently that i've engaged with history in this way and the next one also will engage with history in this way it's showing that like a lot of the stuff that we're seeing with like doubling down has kind of existed like it's it's not just like this new concept like Mm -hmm. she has drank the kool-aid and like realizes that she like she just instead of like accepting what women are saying about like whatever inequities she is denying them and just being bootstrappy about it yeah i mean but also i think the show illustrates how there are concerns with like the feminist movement right sarah paulson's character is a friend of kate blanchett's and she's the one that brings up the issues that she has with the era the era specifically about being drafted about being drafted but also about like lack of alimony Mm. And, like, if she, if they were to get divorced, like, she wouldn't get anything. Like, if her husband were to divorce her, she wouldn't get anything yeah. out of that. And 
that like she feels as a housewife people don't respect her or like people don't think of it as like like a career and i think that that's always been like that's always been the concern that like people that women in the feminist movement don't respect being a housewife yeah like they had a passage where they talked about Breddy Friedan writing that like being in a marriage is like being in a prison Mm -hmm. and that yeah and like that kind of like brings up people's insecurities with it yeah and so like they're like valid insecurities that like people butt heads about yeah but she's using it to her advantage in order to claim power yeah definitely like uh, and I think that's why it in some ways it kind of reminded me of like Vice because Vice yeah actually that's exactly what I was thinking Vice of the Adam McKay movie about Dick Cheney where like there's just like kind of I don't want to say unscrupulous but like they'll use whatever they can to obtain power. Like, they'll use rhetoric, they'll use whatever it is. Like, their ideology changes, like, nothing... Like, whatever they need to say in order to be elected or to gain power or whatever, they will say it. Yeah, but also, like, I don't want to confuse it. I think Dick Cheney is far worse, but... (laughs) I mean, she's she's more sympathetic, for sure. The last thing we'll talk about is, I think the acting was fantastic. So many, like, uh, amazing actors in yeah. this. Like, U- Uzo Aduba's in it, too. She's supposed to be really good in it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to see much of her. Yeah, this. but she's she's in it, and she's one, one of the only, like, black characters that has, like, a full, like, frame dedicated yeah. to her face. Yeah, it's true. Everyone else is is a housekeeper in yeah, somebody's kind house. of forgotten faces. Yeah. yeah. James Marsden is in it, mm-hmm. which is just, he's just playing James Marsden in it. <laughs> truly, that's what he does. Truly, that's, what he does. that's his character. His always. one mode. Um, Rose Byron is in it as yeah. glorious, and then Sarah Paulson, and then Elizabeth Banks is in it. But and yeah. our favorite character actress, Margot Martindale. Is that character actress Margot Martindale? <laughs> that's what we did. What would you rate it? I would rate. I think it was a good first episode. It yeah. was very. It also reminded me of um, Foss, Fosse Verdun. Yeah, a lot in like the pacing. Yeah, there was it was like a very well shot, very like there was obviously some money into it. Mm-hmm. This one for sure, I think, is, has to be a miniseries. It's not like they can, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. That's a lot of like pretty like A and A minus. Yeah, actors. I don't think they can keep affording that. Yeah, it's a miniseries. Yeah, but um, I would rate it a four. Yeah, I mean, do I want to keep watching it though? I don't think I do. I don't think I like. It's not for you. It's not for me. But I think it's a good show. Yeah. I think it was, it was yeah, one of the best. This is a FX show, right? FX on Hulu mm-hmm. thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's just like FX is just getting really good at making these fucking miniseries. Like, mm-hmm. they looks like an HBO miniseries. It's, it's well shot, top billing. I'm excited to see it. I'm going to keep watching it. So I'd go for 4.2, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was good. I really, I, I was expecting to not like it. And I ended up liking it. Yeah. So the next one. The new Ryan Murphy Netflix deal show, which Hollywood. is Hollywood on Netflix. Everyone keeps saying that for some reason. Hollywood on Netflix. So I thought the show was called Hollywood on Netflix, but it's just <laughs> Hollywood, not Hollywood on Netflix. And Maybe it's, it's about, just like to make sure that it's not any other Hollywood. Because yeah, there's like Hollywood. Hollywood, Florida, too. That's a show that exists. Ugh. Yeah, I this don't know. This is the show about this guy who wants to be an extra once like the talkies start. In Hollywood history, post World War Two, post World War Two, and like they started to opening up, you know, recruitment for for talent or for for extras, extras just to be in the movies, and they would like open it up 
no, people I think line you're, up. I think in you're getting of, too in the weeds. It's just about like a wannabe actor. Yeah. It doesn't about, like, pan out for him. It doesn't pan out for him and he kind of becomes like a prostitute. So that's kind of like the intri- that's kind of like the intrigue of it. I don't know. Is this based on a real story? Not that I know of. I didn't like this fucking show. Why man. why does it rank why should it be categorized in white privilege for you in the white privilege category? So the reason this is the second in the white privilege, as you mentioned, because it's about this white dude who just finished his tour in World War Two, came back, and now he has this like aspirations of being a movie star. And it's like, you know, he's down on his luck. He's he can't married get it. and has a child on the way and is looking for a house. And does not have a job. Yeah. But, like, he has these, like, aspirations. He's like, I obviously want to be a movie star. And, like, I think the world of Hollywood favors him, as it would a white man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess the most interesting part is the the black character. Uh, I forget his name. I don't know any of their names. Yeah. But his part was the best, because I felt like he should have been the main character. Like, the main, main character, Mm -hmm. not... The sharing, the screen well, main character. I mean, I think, like, we started off with the the, the Henry Cavill-looking yeah. dude. Because he's supposed to be, like, the proxy. I feel like a lot of shows... I feel like a lot of shows do that. Where, like, they start off with a white character. Like, like Orange is the New Black. You know, yeah. like, you start off with a white character as an audience them? proxy. And then you show everything else. Yeah, but as a pilot, what that's telling me is that you want me to pay attention to this guy. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it means that you're partitioning a certain part for I this I think we're beyond character. that as an audience. Like, we don't need an, a white yeah, I don't audience need, proxy. Yeah, I don't need a fucking host for this show. Like, just give me someone that I can actually care. I, I just didn't care about him because he was like... He tried for, like, two days. I guess the context of Hollywood wasn't there the way it is for us now. But... Like, yeah, he tried a little bit and gave up. Yeah, and he thought just because he's a good-looking dude, he was going to get work. And, like, even, like, the person that was kind of navigating him through it, he was not a good-looking dude. No. But he was literally showing up. Ev- like, that dude was showing up that every dude, day. He was cutting in line from, like, the beginning. Yeah. He was fucking... An- I, I just... I couldn't stand that dude. Yeah, and he was, like, mad because he didn't pick him once. Yeah. And he's like, oh, dang. I think Ryan Murphy is obsessed with prostitution and queer identity. I don't know. Like, Pose had that, like, queer narrative of, like... I mean, the entire thing is queer, but that prostitution narrative, I guess the context was different, but it had this, like, I don't know, this, like, aspirational prostitute kind of thing going on where, like, I've got dreams. You know what I mean? But I'm prostitute paying my way for now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's supposed to show us that, like, he's willing to do anything for his dreams. Well, yeah, that's supposed to be the metaphor, I think. Yeah. The metaphor, but- I think, is, like... The prostitution ring that the guy. But like, you could have easily sorry. gotten a job I, as I like a waiter. You, you know? shouldn't call it a prostitution, maybe. Sex work. Because it's about uh, escort. Yeah, he's like an escort. It's like an upscale like service. Where mm-hmm. what 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 the service is is that like people come to Hollywood or people are in Hollywood because they want that Hollywood you know experience. So people go there to get what they see on the movies, which is like very handsome people. That they have sex with. Well, they, well, it's a it's a gas station fronting. It's a wait. It's a yes. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, that, that doesn't matter. What matters is that they're there to buy the fantasy of Hollywood and mm. experience it. I mean, the guy literally says that. I'm not. I'm not making a point. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy's just like, oh, people want Hollywood, so they come here to experience it. The dude who runs the ring. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's just like people having sex with really handsome people because that's. 
the idea of what the movies is out there. Mm-hmm. But that's the metaphor that, like, to be in Hollywood, you have to, like, sell yourself and, like, do these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, and it pays off for him because, yeah. like, he... But this was, like, a glamour. It almost seems like a shortcut. Like, in some ways, doing this, made they made it out to be, like... It was kind of a good time until, like, he was just like, oh, I won't have sex with a dude. You know, like, he was he was okay with it. Like, he's doing well. Like, I don't know. It was a strange situation. I didn't know how to feel about what I was watching. Yeah. Also, like, are we supposed to care about this guy? You know? Like, he doesn't... He's not a good guy no. by any... Like, are we supposed to just care about him because he's, like, not prejudiced towards a gay black man? That's what it seemed like. You know, that's like. the only redeemable that's, thing. This that- is why it felt so... <laughs> like dumb to me the fact that like he's just like oh you're just a black gay dude that's fine i don't mind jack like he has no redeeming qualities like he doesn't even bother to look for for a job yeah or consider anything that involves not cheating on his wife yeah and again like no like no shame on the sex in the sex work industry but like but shame on him for yeah for like not like that's usually like a last resort for a lot of people and for like a character like archie like, who has said, like, oh, I wanted to work in, as a screenwriter and I was able to sell this thing, but, like, I'm still, like, a black dude in Hollywood. Nobody yeah. wants that. Like, at least he has a drive. Yeah, like, at least, like, he's been trying and, yeah. like, and, you know, he's been unsuccessful, but, like, this is, like, he has no, other, like, it seems like he has no other choice in yeah. this scenario. That's true. Yeah, how is this any different from, like, the Green Book? Like, it just seems like a... I don't know, like a fucking black and brown, I mean, black and white unity kind of movie mm-hmm. or like show or whatever the fuck. I don't know. This didn't work for me. I thought the end of the episode, like the third act, I guess, was the best because it's about Archie only for the most part. Like it's just showing him about to have sex with this dude and then he just makes it connect. But yeah, most of it, I just didn't care for it. I just yeah. didn't care for the main guy. I didn't care about the world really. It yeah. just, I don't know. Like, it, it felt like another, like, Hollywood jerking itself off kind of thing. Or a Hollywood being infatuated with Hollywood. Which I I don't think it'll ever stop being. Yeah, Hollywood loves Hollywood. Yeah, they love jerking themselves off. How long, how, what would you rate it? Mm. I mean, the show looked good. Yeah, there was obviously some money behind it. Yeah, like, it was very, like, stylized. Poppy colors. Um, 3.5? It say, was watchable. I'd say, like, 2.5. Eight. I might watch the second episode. I might not. But, like, I feel about it as I did with, like, The Politician. I don't know. Just, like, Ryan Murphy shows just seem outdated to me now. We've evolved past Ryan Murphy. Yes. You, you've said, you said that already. I, I Somebody can't. tweeted that. I don't think I did it. <laughs> but if I did, then, I, then I'm registering that. Yeah. Like, we just... I mean, Pose is great. I, I like Pose a lot. Yeah. But that's... Of, like, the many shows he's come out with, like... I mean, it's not to say that he doesn't have a talent. He's got a talent. I just feel like we've seen a lot of the shit he likes to do. I don't know. Like, he just likes to show how woke he is a lot of the times. And this time around, he's showing how woke he is. But, like, if he was this woke back in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because, like... Yeah. It's just... It's a revisionist history again. Like... I think so, too. And that, that's what's bothersome. And that's what makes it about white privilege. This is a miniseries. Okay, so <laughs> the next category is called dystopia. The first one. Oh, Tales from the Loop. Hmm. But think that's dystopia? I don't know if it's dystopia or like sci-fi, I it's guess. Sci-fi. What would, what would, sci-fi. Okay, so like these are the... I, the next category is, I guess, sci-fi-ish shows. 
And the first one is Tales from the Loop, mm-hmm. which is the new Amazon show that seems to be an anthology series about this thing called The Loop. The first episode centers around this little girl who's trying to, like, there's obviously some kind of experiment with this thing, this The Loop concept. Because you, you get, you understand that there's something called The Loop because the, I guess the creator of it says it, which is uh, the sparrow from uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> And, the Pope, uh, and you know when Pope he Francis. says things, he means it because he's a great actor. Oh, it's based on a book, but like a, a picture book. It's based on an art book um, by Simon Stalinhag. Wait, so it's not it's not an anthology series, is it? No, it is. So like there there are like images of the book, and I think somebody like wrote it's a narrative art book. Hmm. That's weird. Developed by Nathaniel Halpern. I don't even know what that is, bro. Hey, bro. Uh, no, but I think it is wait, an anthology series. what does it say that it's, a, it's an anthology series? Because they're all, like, different... Like, it's all in the set in the same world of the loop, but they're different images. Like, what it's based on is different images that, like, a person created in this world. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, all right. So, the first episode is about this little girl who... Her mom essentially disappears, like, out of nowhere, and she just looks for her, and she finds this, like, floating rock thing, and we find out that, like, it was, like, a temporal loop, I guess. Um, I won't tell you anything further, but there's, like, some, you know, some fucky shit going on, like, some (laughs) sci-fi, like, some timey-wimey shit, some fucky-ducky shit, I guess. What did you think of the first episode? <laughs> I want you to keep describing it. Fucky ducky? Yeah, I'm like, something else. Come on, I need, I need something else. Pimey limey. Whoa. Right, what were you saying? <laughs> now that I know that it's based on, like, art. Oh, okay. <laughs> now that I know that. No, oh. I think that I think the episode... <laughs> now that I know that Picasso... Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think... I think that makes a lot of sense in the the way the show was filmed. Mm. Because the entire time that we were watching it, we were like, wow, this show looks beautiful. And like... But that's not saying much. Because like, most things are based off art and it's bad. But I feel like that, but I feel like that gives it kind of like a cohesive vision, if that Mm. makes sense. Like, if the colors are supposed to pop a certain way, they definitely pop... You know, I don't know how to explain it. I get you, but like, but it, also it feels like, like there was a lot of like, like the scenes felt like art. The way yeah, they were composed, they're very picturesque. Yes, for sure. I think a lot of that I said, I claim that has to do with they, sh- they they shot on location. Like it's this like snowy town, and like it's a lot of forestry, and like just a lot of nice looking shit, pretty looking shit. <laughs> um, I feel like it could have almost been like animated the way yeah. that the like. The mm, colors were maybe, I I just I don't know. So I, I what I what I liked about it was that it felt like one of the best Black Mirror episodes in a while. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like it was playing with that same sort of like in that same wheelhouse, the tools, the same tools kind of thing. Like you don't really know what's going on, but like little by little you find out. And yeah, it was just it's just it, it reminded me of Devs in some ways too because mm-hmm. it's about something that you don't know what's going on but like they do a good job of like keeping you entertained Mm -hmm. and like they keep giving you these little morsels but never enough until they show you 
which is like way later. And the first episode of that was strong. Like I thought the act, the performances were strong. Even the little girl was good. The little kid was interesting. Mm-hmm. The I mean, j- the sparrow was great. Jonathan Price is his name. Yeah, this one was just like a a pleasant surprise because mm-hmm. I didn't expect much from it. Yeah, it's like an art house Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because definitely this one focuses on the filmmaking mm-hmm. in the way that Black Mirror doesn't ever really focus on it that way. Or the, in a way where, very like, few times. it's not noticeable. Yeah. Like, this one was noticeable. It was also very, like, airy. Like, they gave moments time to breathe. Like, it was mm-hmm. very, like, patient and slow. And a lot of it was outside, too, which yeah. I don't think happens in Black Mirror much. Sometimes. Sometimes. But um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, yeah, this one was, was like, a pretty... It and was it also had confusing... Like a- in like because they didn't explain anything to us. Yes, but you you get you pick it up. Along yeah, the way. and I think it keeps you interested mm-hmm. as you go. Yeah, so I, I mean, like most anthology series, it, it does have an arc to it. Like there is kind of this, I think, like a pretty touching arc in the first episode about like parenthood and yeah. like a like it was a sweet moment. And even if and what I like about like loops narratively you see them for the first time as you're watching them and you experience it with the characters as the first time they experience it Mm. because in loops there's already a character who knows about the loop but you're experiencing it with the character who hadn't and i think that those those are always like when it's pulled off it's it's fun to watch but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's not pulled off well yeah and i think narratively it's like really it's really smart to start off the episode with like kind of a time loop yeah (laughs) so what did you think (laughs) I thought it was really good. I don't know if I want to keep watching. I feel like it's like one of those shows that you throw on when you're, when I at least am in a very specific mood. Mm, too it's, heady or what? It's a little too slow. Mm, okay. And like, it doesn't, sp- like it doesn't give you much information. No. You really have to pay attention to what is happening around you and like notice the small details. Yeah. It so, does, it does require a kind of attentive audience. Yeah. I think. But like, I, I want to continue living in this world that they've created. Yeah. Because it definitely feels like a world. You know, Why don't like, you move there then? Please take that out, Michelle. I mean, also Michelle not that out. funny. Uh-huh. It feels like Twin Peaks, you know? Like, hmm. it's a small town where weird things happen. I'm reading the Vanity Fair headline. Tales from the Loop is stranger than stranger things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. I mean, yeah, there is kind of a strangeness to it. But in a way that, like, most sci-fi anthology mm-hmm, shit mm-hmm. has a Yeah, like that, like... It feels kind of like old school sci-fi. Yeah. Where there's that wonder. Like, mm-hmm. I think that sense of wonder is what we like about Black Mirror so much. We like that, like, we don't know what's going on and we, we're curious to find out. Also, I think that there was so much money poured into this. It looked fucking great. Like, it looks like a scenes, movie. Yeah, like, there was this scene where, like, a house was disintegrating upwards. Like, debris was starting to go upwards like yeah. if it was getting sucked. that's what that's what i meant that like it kind of reminded me of an animated show mm-hmm. like i feel like i saw like that that sequence in like the animatrix mm, i see that or akira yeah 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 I, I really like this one i thought it was good like i'd say i'd give it like a four four point two four point yeah four i think four is good like it was good it was interesting there was a lot going on mm-hmm. it is a little slow at times but I'm interested. 4.2, I think. Okay. I would give it. All right. How long do you see it going for? Hmm. I feel like it can go on indefinitely. Yeah, right? 
I Maybe see a few going seasons. On. I could see this. How yeah. long is this season? Us eight episodes. Yeah, I can like see a couple. A few. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think what we've learned after post Black Mirror, I guess also post Black. I mean, uh, Black post uh, Twilight Zone is just we're just hungry for these stories. Yeah. Especially now that there's like this these existential crises going on, like. I think that a lot of what these shows are doing for me and, like, watching them now and, like, the thing that's going through my head now is just, like, what is this saying about now? And, like, mm. why are we have so much anxiety about, I don't know, like, it, this, I mean, The Loop, for some reason, because maybe we just watched Devs, felt like some kind of god machine. Like, they were trying to figure out something, like, mm-hmm. some kind of, like, deeper meaning kind of shit. And the other shows we mentioned, they do have certain anxieties that I think they're addressing. Yeah. And um, that's what, like, a good, like, sci-fi series does, right? Like, it, like, takes the anxieties of the moment and, like... Narrativizes them. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, the next one. Another sci-fi show, Upload, the new Amazon show also. That's mm-hmm. by Greg Daniels. This one's completely different than Tales <laughs> from the Loop, but it's so much more fun. Like, it's it's the new Greg Daniels show, who's the guy who co-created The Office. Mm-hmm. It's about this futuristic world where, like... If you die, you can be uploaded. And, like, it's like this computer program simulation. In the not-so-distant future. Yeah. But you get, like, her vibes because it's, like, this woman talking to this person Mm -hmm. who's kind of, like, his his guide through the afterlife. Or this simulation or whatever. But there's also a lot of, like, funny gags kind of shit. Yeah. To me, this feels like Greg Daniels' response to The Good Place. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't... He went to Amazon, pitched his show, and they were just like, wait, didn't that guy create The Office? Didn't his friend create The Good Place? It's like, we got to take it. Let's take it. So <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it feels like to yeah. me. Yeah. Also, it's about the afterlife. Yeah. Which is like, you can't not think about yeah. The Good Place. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little convenient. It's about the afterlife in like a wacky way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, okay, so Good Place, this show, and Forever kind of deal in similar subject matter. Mm-hmm. Again, anxieties about death or like what's after yeah. like what's after and like how do you like what is it what is eternity when you like live the same day ev- like the same day forever yeah i think that one thing about this and i guess no i guess they're all kind of farcical they all have kind of like a nuttiness to them but i was gonna say like i guess the premise of this one i don't like it as much as the good place because it's just this dude who like it only goes to the afterlife. Oh, also, one of the main things that I guess the story is present throughout the entire story is kind of this class divide where, like, mm-hmm. rich people are the ones who get to have this afterlife. And I guess poorer ones don't. But also, I, okay, so I think the show has <laughs> a lot to say. Yeah. Also, what we, we didn't mention was that it's a Black Mirror episode also. Yes. <laughs> like, it's... Like, I think that those were the parts where I was just like, okay. I feel like Greg Daniels just like watched that episode of Black Mirror and was like, oh, we should just do a show about this. Yeah, in some ways. But also like, maybe it's like his fascination with these concepts. I mean, I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah. Because the concept we're talking about specifically is as this new industry develops of the afterlife, there comes to beg the question of like, well, what, what happens with the old method, which is just straight up death. And one of the characters father is sick and he has it in his head that he wants to die and visit his mom like he wants to go his his mom is waiting for him like these lofty ideas his wife yeah so it like presents the kind of like opposition between faith and 
I guess, like, scientific approach to death, which is you get to keep going. Like, you Or even, this. like, the commodification of death. Yeah, and I think uh, also, like, uh, it reminded me a lot of, uh, in some ways, uh, Maniac. Because mm. it was about, like, this computer program and people go into it in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like um, virtual reality and what's real and what's not real. Yes. But at the same time, I think that some of the things that they play with are kind of hollow. Like they don't really fully go there. And I don't I don't think that the main character is as interesting. Yeah. I think I, part of it has to do with him being too handsome. Yeah, you really just like the fact that he's so handsome. I don't know. He like, is really handsome. He's Robbie Amell. He's a cutie. He's also not likable. He's not that likable. He's also not the best actor. No. <laughs> but, like, I think that they made the character to be, like, this asshole who's obsessed yeah. with himself. Yeah, and it's, I feel like it's it's very similar to The Good Place, but, like, we follow, like, an asshole main character who probably, cha- like, he will change over time. Yeah. I guess I have a problem with her, because, I mean, Kristen Bell's also hot, but I had no problem yeah, watching Yeah, well, she's Kristen a good Bell. actress. She is. She's really talented. Yeah, this fool... <laughs> This fool, like, I don't know. I don't know if he pulled it off all the way for me. I feel like he's been trying to act for a while. Like, not trying. Like, he's been trying to make it for a while. And I'm proud that he's, like, sticking with it. Yeah. I think that there was a lot in the show to like. I think there are a lot of concepts that, like, can be pulled out and, like, kind of thought about. Like, there's a lot of food for thought. And also, like, the world doesn't seem... Like, there there are parts of the world that they created that seem kind of hollow. But there are other parts where it feels like, oh, okay, like there's, we're starting to get the parameters of the world, which is like, it's super, you know, like oversatur- oversaturated with people. Like, it's not just the thing it's made out to be in the ads. And I think that's why I'm, that's the curiosity that the show, like, uh, the, the show hooked me with that because I want to know more about this, like, yeah. afterlife. Yeah, the concept I think is really good, but I just, like, if we're comparing it to The Good Place, I feel like The Good Place had a lot of earnestness. Yes. This show doesn't have that. Or in, in the moments it does have of earnestness, don't feel earned. Hmm. <laughs> or, like the, like, the heart. Like, there's no heart to it, really. Not the same way. Not, yeah, like, not in the same way. And that's what I... Like, tonally, I think it's off. Hmm. Where, like, it's supposed to be kind of funny and, like, ridiculous and, like pointing out like the despair like class disparities yeah but then it's also about like death and like about wanting like wanting certain things in life i don't know like it's just i think tonally it's ha- like like it the first episode didn't on the earnestness balanced okay. enough i see that no no no. i see that for sure because the parts that you enjoy the most are like the fun parts mm-hmm. not necessarily like the human connection ish part yeah like even when he goes to see his family and he, it's supposed to show that he's like a good son and like yeah he didn't he seem cares. that good he didn't no like he like he, threw he, his niece yeah even when he was playing with her and he's like oh like he's spending time with his niece like he wasn't actually spending time and maybe that's supposed to like show that it's like all superficial yeah that he thinks that he's a good person but he's not a good person yeah I see that I mean yeah. even his relationship with her with like his girlfriend who has the money who's able to afford. To upload him into this like fancy afterlife, yeah. like he's not in love with her. He just does it out of convenience. Yeah. All right. What would you rate it? It was fun. I w- would be okay with continuing to watch it. Yeah, same. I'd give it a four. Really? Yeah. I think a three point five, three point eight. Mm. I think I had too much fun with it. 
Mm. That it was kind of long. Like three point eight, I think is good. Three point nine, maybe. I think a three point five for but me. But I like that it was long. I think I it, like a, a little of... shorter would have been better mm. to trim off some of the fat. I see. That. Like it just had so much stuff. Yeah. Like they showed like online dating. They showed like like too much too many little gadgets that are supposed to make the world feel like lived in. Yeah. But showing gadgets is not does not make a world. Does not mean future society. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the biggest issue I had with it was the CG. Like it was way mm-hmm. too obvious. But other than that, I mean, Good Place was super highly CG. Like there are a lot of parts yeah. where I was like, this looks like shit. Like the the railroad scenes were like <laughs> that shit always looked bad. But I feel like that was on purpose. Like it I was guess. supposed to look Why are you bad. trying to defend your show? You I mean, come on. Are you like what the fork or what? Uh, yeah. all right, so next one. The next Wait, how long is it gonna go on for? Uh I think it'll go for a while if If it's successful. I, think I feel it like might. they're trying they're marketing it a lot. Yeah, they are. I feel like it could go for a while. Maybe like three, four seasons. I'm gonna say four. How okay. long are the how long is the season? Oh, by the way, I got renewed already. Oh. I forgot to tell you that. Season is I think like eleven episodes. Oh. Yeah. It's a lot of episodes. Ten episodes. Ten episodes, sorry. Let's say four seasons. I yeah. think four seasons is fine. Yeah, I think so too. Amazon has the money. They do, for sure. The next one is animated slash kind of philosophical ish, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. The next show is the new Hulu show, Solar Opposites, the new Justin Roiland TV show. The of course the creator of Rick and Morty. Of course. Oh, and Mike McCann. He's a co creator. He's also worked on Rick and Morty. But it's this it's like this uh it's like a I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, alien family lives on Earth, trying to get yeah. back. That's it's it? like um, Lilo and Stitch, the animated series. Yeah, but fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode- But, like, you know, like, you know that they're the two aliens that are after Stitch? The one yeah. that's, like, really obsessed with... Six to set sandwiches and shit? With, like, a, like human culture and the other oh, ones that upset... Oh, yeah, we yeah, have, yeah. Like, yeah. The- that's, like, the dynamic that they have. Yeah. Like, the two aliens have. Like, oh, one yeah. is, like, trying to get back home, and the other one's kind of obsessed with American It's culture. very much, like, Pinky and the Brain kind of, like, situations. Mm-hmm. One's happy-go-lucky, one's, like, the brainy, yeah. kind of, like, dry, straight man. Yeah. But I but think my comparison is better. I thought... I don't know. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, like, it was I, fun. I, had a, I laughed a lot. And I think it's because it's, like... I mean, he's allowed to be a little unhinged because it's on Hulu, but also, like, he doesn't have Dan Harmon with him, so... I mean, it's gonna suffer narratively in yeah. plot for sure. Sometimes. I, I, I don't think it's gonna be like as like quote unquote deep. Yeah, I don't think the show as, is like, like Rick and Morty. I don't think the show is concerned with like trying to be earnest in that way. Mm-hmm. That like Rick and Morty does have that. I mean, to the dismay of some people, some people don't like it. Can it can be pretty heavy. Like Rick and Morty can be pretty heavy. Yeah, and this one is just like kind of like a wacky like they brought to life. A fictional character. Yeah, it's like all the fucked up shit that happens in Rick and Morty without the moral dilemmas. Yes. Or yes, because they're aliens. Without the exploration of moral dilemma. Yeah. But also because they're aliens, they like don't care about anything. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of... I mean, yeah, it feels like a, a Nickelodeon show where like it's just like this wacky premise except it's for adults. Mm-hmm. Like American Dad. Yeah. Like... Essentially. Yeah. I see that. That also has an alien in yeah. it. Yeah. But that one is not the same, though. Because mm-hmm. this one's, like, all aliens. Like, the aliens... It's kind of the aliens world, even though they're on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same animation. And they have, like, all of the technology, too. Exactly. I had so much fun with it. I yeah. laughed a lot. 
It was just, it was raunchy. It was fucked up. It was weird. It was like sidebar-y. It, there's also subtlety a lot of the times, like little small jokes that Rick and Morty makes too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, it had this, a lot of overlap with Rick and Morty. I feel like this is what I wanted to see from Justin Roiland because, like, you know, there is that kind of like left brain, right brain situation going on with Rick and Morty. But like, I always have fun when like Justin Roiland kind of just goes balls to the wall with his wackiness, just, like, improv everything. And yeah, it was fun to see that. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like something to just throw on and like enjoy yeah not necessarily think too much about well we don't know yet like i think it could at least get the that. first episode was yeah. like that well we didn't know that about the first episode of rick and morty like for the first episode of rick and morty isn't very earnest it's very wacky it's not there's no like yeah actually moral. actually the first episode of rick and morty is very similar to the first episode to this right the first episode is he gets waking up at night and taken to oh Get crystals. Mm. Oh, that, I'm confusing it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. No. Confusing it. I'm thinking of like Cronenberg. No, episode. that's like episode. But four like that kind of happens. Like there's body horror in this too. Yeah, there's a lot of body horror. Yeah, that was a lot of the fun too. Like that gross kind of shit. Yeah, it was kind of gross. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun <laughs> to watch. Um, super fun. The funnest. It was super fun when like he got ripped apart. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then when he like combined. Yeah. Fun. Um, and the little, the little like things that fly out, like their sweat beads yeah. when they're nervous. Oh, and then the animation is great. Yeah, it's, it's the same animation as Rick and Morty, and like all those little, little small little details, details that, that kind of gross you out. Yeah, but also it's kind of funny. Yeah, um, I'd go four point two, four point three, mm. maybe. What would you go? Probably a four. Okay, I hope it goes on for a while, but I also am. I don't want it to go on so long that, like, he's not doing Rick and Morty anymore. But also, I don't know. How long do you think Rick and Morty's going to go for? I don't know. I feel like both of those shows, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Kind of. Like, does it even matter? Does it even matter what they do? I feel like I'm just going along for the ride and having Mm -hmm. fun. Same. Agreed. So, um, I don't know. Maybe, like, three, four, five. Five. Probably five seasons. Maybe. I mean, I feel like Justin Verlin was one of those dudes who, like, didn't get his break. Like, he tried to, like, he pitched a lot of shit and, like, tried to get shows made, but they just didn't. And it was because Dan Harmon came to him and was just like, what's that show you wanted to do? Like, let's let's write that. And he got his break, but, like, now he's got his foot in the door and he can do, tell these, like, stories that he wants. Mm-hmm. And I think this is fun. I'm, I'm excited to see. Usually when, like, stuff like this happens, you don't want to see that kind of, like, indulgent side of it. But I feel like him indulging in, like, his, the wackiness of his brain is so much, like, fun. It's yeah. Just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's very wacky. Yeah. So I'd go... Yeah, we said that. All right, Stream so of the, consciousness, maybe? Yeah. Let's move on to... And also that, like, ad-lib nature to it, mm-hmm. to, to the dialogue, where he's just, like kind of just saying word like filler words that you usually remove in scripts because that's not how you, you're trying to create this like not this fictional reality of like this is people speak perfectly all the time but they just adds like uh uh like kind of that like filler words that mm-hmm. you you say like while a zingles orp yeah no 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 not not wacky like placeholder words i'm talking oh. about like when he's talking, he adds like, uh, um, like that kind of oh, shit. Oh, I see, I see. He's like ad libbing. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's ad libbing his 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 lines a little. Like it seems almost like natural the way he's talking. Yeah, 
Like how we're talking. We say like and uh. Exactly. And, and, and. Let's move on. So the next one is Midnight Gospel, the new Pendleton Ward, which I guess they're competing at this point. Whoa. But Pendleton Ward <laughs> is the guy who created Adventure Time. And also, I love his name. Pendleton Ward. Yeah. Is such a name. Yeah. It's his new, the, the guy who created Adventure Time, the new Netflix show. But it's, is it even a show? What the fuck was this? I don't know. What'd you think? Midnight Gospel, it's called. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, the animation was cool. It was fine. It's The very, first episode was about. Was about, the first episode was about, doc, like a. This guy visiting this doctor. Like a podcaster. Visiting multiple, like, worlds. Like, being able to visit multiple worlds. Yeah, there's no real And he, like, explores these worlds. Of explaining what you see. What you what we can say about it is that it felt like a podcast being animated. Yeah. And it was it this was. podcast with this dude talking to Dr. Drew about weed. And, and he's, a podca- like, he's a podcaster in the show. Hmm. That's Midnight Gospel. So the, the the whole premise of the show is that he's a podcaster who's able to explore like multiple wor- like parallel worlds, yeah. like virtual worlds and go into them and like talk to whoever he wants to talk to in those worlds and that's his podcast, gotcha. The Midnight Gospel. Mm. Okay. Doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But like I get that. But the show felt like it was just a podcast being animated. Yeah. And that's an, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that that's like me describing it as that is not like a positive thing. It just it just felt like they recorded a podcast and then animated the shit after. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like they had developed the visuals and the audio together. It seems like one came before the other. Personally. Yeah. I don't know. Or like maybe the scenario came like, okay, this time he visits, visits a zombie infested world. Yeah. And then they like feel like they told Doctor Drew like, "Hey, there go- there's going to be zombies, so say zombies every now and then." Yeah, I mean it's fine. Like, it, I mean, obviously it was scripted, but it, that's not what it felt like. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was just a podcast that was animated. <laughs> that's all it is, and that's yeah. all it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. This I feel like this is for like the philosophy bros who like yeah, or the fools who think they're fucking deep and like think that they are like saying some deep philosophy shit, but it's just. It's fine. It's just talking about weed, dude. Like we get it. Yeah. You like weed? It's fine. What's also funny about like a show like Midnight Gospel is that like it's existing in the same kind of realm as Rick and Morty. Yeah, but also like, and and it's probably also the like the Rick and Morty syndrome that like, but because it's on Netflix, people think like, hey, have you heard of this like little show that's on Netflix, like yeah. the largest streaming platform in the world? In the world, <laughs> like it's like number 10 in in the world yeah there's like the that like like the show itself is number 10 in the world or that whatever. syndrome of like this is mine yeah, yeah like it's it's very strange yeah because so many people know about it but like i also think it's fake deep it's not as deep yeah as they're making it out to be like yeah. dr drew is cool he's fine i mean he's just some stupid shit but i mean he's a doctor like that doesn't necessarily make him deep to me he's just He's talking about, like, scientific facts. I don't know if doctors can be deep. Do you? I mean, he like, thinks the, he's deep. The conversation didn't seem deep to me. Yeah. It just seemed, like, faux deep. Like. Yeah, like, this talk show deep. 
Yeah. Like, oh, wow, like, I can't believe they're talking about these things, but, like... Mm, no, more like they made it a point. Like, they sectioned off this for 20 minutes of just, like, this is going to be all deep conversation about this. And it ended up not being. Like, they made a point to, like, show that this was deep and that, like, it felt like a podcast. And they chose the soundbite, this 20-minute soundbite. And it wasn't that profound. I don't know. Yeah. It was That's also just talking about, like, their experiences with drugs. Yeah. And, like, how, like, like they're neither good nor bad drugs. Yeah. They're just drugs. Yeah. And that was the message behind that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I... Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. It was fine. I, I gave it, was it like fine. A, the animation was cool. Like a three, I guess. Two and a half. It was not bad. It, was, it wasn't good. I, I'm going to say it's not good. I, I think it's also, like, not in our, like interests like it doesn't apply to our interests necessarily. I... like it's not a show for us then who's it for not it's us. in our age range i've liked pendleton board's other stuff we just talked about another show that i guess has like these concepts except it doesn't take i think it's because it took itself a little seriously that's also kind of mm-hmm. like ugh. you know like there yeah. wasn't the zaniness that like nothing that you say matters because you're a cartoon right now <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know like, I think that there are obviously cartoons that are super profound. Like, BoJack, I think, is one of the most profound mm-hmm. shows. Rick and Morty can get really profound, too. But this one just, I don't know. Like, there was no, there was not much humor to it. And I was that's what I was expecting. Yeah. There wasn't a point. Yeah. There's, like, there wasn't a point to it. And the fact that, like, Dr. Drew was the first episode, like. Why? Why? Yeah. Well, Let's move it on. It doesn't feel, like, important. It yeah. doesn't feel important. Let's move on. I hope it gets canceled. Wait, I didn't even rate it. What'd you, what would Did you I rate, rate it? it? A three? 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 How long is it going for? Hmm. They'll probably get another season. Yeah. But animation shows are expensive. Few, few if this show gets renewed and, and Tuca and Brady didn't get renewed, I'm going to be mad. Hmm. I feel like it already has a bigger following than Tuca and Brady. Because of Pendleton Ward? Yeah. I'm going to say two seasons. Okay. I agree with that. Two. All right. Let's move on. The nast the, the nas one. The nast one. Because I was, I was thinking of nasty. The last category is teenage horniness. And it's <laughs> normal people and never have I ever. Mm-hmm. I'll let you take the lead on normal people because I don't remember it that well. <laughs> it, was, it was a little boring first episode. Super you, fucking okay? boring. Yeah, it was a kind of a boring first episode. Normal people is on Hulu. Yeah, I think it was like in, in collaboration with BBC. Mm-hmm. But they're Irish. Oh, Irish. They're Irish. It's so I guess takes place in Ireland. Gotcha. Uh, and it's about like just these two teenagers that are from like different social groups in high school, and also technically social classes, who end up having a secret relationship. So it's like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. But more like high school Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Like an, an unpopular girl and a popular guy. This one one hundred percent was just not for me. Yeah, this is not your wheelhouse at, at all. At all. I just was like, I don't give a shit. I, why am I watching this? I fell asleep <laughs> through most of it. You also do that, though. Yeah, you, I, do, do, I, do, 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 I do do be doing that. You just that. fall asleep sometimes. I do be doing that. <laughs> so what did you what would you think? Anything to extrapolate? I mean, I want to continue watching it just because I feel like that's the mood I'm in right now. I'm in the mood for, like, teenage romances. What did you like about it? I don't, in terms of a first episode, it was boring. I don't think it was a good episode. I don't think it was a good first episode. Yeah. But I like the premise enough 
And like, I like teenage romance enough that I want to continue watching it. Yeah. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> At all. Yeah, I don't even think that the main character is like all that cute. Yeah. But maybe he like yeah, he looks like he's thirty. Yeah. And like the other girl like looks like Anne Hathaway. Yeah. So but it's like cute, like teenage drama. So what would you rate it? I would rate it a three point five. I give it a one. I don't care about this at all. I don't I, I abstain. Yeah, you watch this because of me. I abstain, yes. <laughs> no, you have to. Okay, then I you give have it, to say I give it a one. I do shows sometimes. I watch shows sometimes because you make me. Yeah, that's true. Most of them actually. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> come on. I just Pay don't it remember forward. it. Is the thing I don't remember it all that well. Mm. Like I can't remember any of the characters. Yeah, I, well, I, mean, I feel like I fell asleep for it. Yeah, I was trying to wake you up. Yeah, <laughs> but How it was slow. These... I mean, that's another thing that it was very slow and like built up. But, but I hear way. that I hear that like it's gets like really steamy along. Along the line. Ah. Something to look forward to. Some, yeah. It's like a little, <laughs> a little teaser. <laughs> All right. Next one. Wait, how long do you oh, see normal wait, people? So I would give it a 3.5 just because I want to continue watching it. Probably. It kind of reminds me of like the end of the world, but like drama version mm. instead of comedy version. The end so of the fucking world. All the good things about that show. Because <laughs> <laughs> you also have like, like it's, a, it's a UK show. Yeah. Right. Probably two seasons. Okay, that's fair. I don't. I don't. I guess two seasons. I don't remember it. I don't even remember what they look like. So one looks like Anne Hathaway, and the other one looks like he's thirty, with a bowl cut. <laughs> the way they establish the characters is like she's supposed to be like different. She's Wait, like was she the one that tutors him or something? No, he. His mom is her housekeeper. Okay. Gotcha. As your household's housekeeper, whatever. Yeah. But, like, she's supposed to be, like, defiant, and, like, she comes in. Like, the way we're introduced to her is that, like, she looks out the window, and the teacher's like, don't look out the window, like, pay attention to the class. Yeah. And she's like... Okay, I remember now. She's I remember like, that. Yeah, yeah. You don't tell me what to do, you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or something. But, like, I didn't... Like, that's supposed to be her character. She's just, like, defiant. She's different. Yeah, she's, yeah. like, different. I don't know. Like, that's what, yeah, that's what it's gonna end up being. Yeah, yeah, I remember it now. I maybe two seasons. Yeah, I think two seasons is fine. Okay, let's move on. Last one. <laughs> I this the last one is Never Have I Ever, the new Netflix show by Mindy Kaling, and it's also about horniness. Yeah, like, like act, but like directly. outright, yeah, <laughs> horniness. The other one's like European subdued horniness. Yeah, this one's like American teenager wants to have sex with a guy. Like literally, yeah. yeah. Like literally, that is the mission statement. She's in high school, right? Yeah. So I mean, the things that I guess I kind of liked about this was some of the humor. Like obviously, Mindy Kaling's humor is funny, but I don't know. I just didn't. It didn't translate to me as being like a high school story. Like this seems like the same story, but just for adults. Mm-hmm. You know, like this, or like in college or something. But I, I guess it makes sense because like that's the. There are a lot of stuff that engage with, like, sex as kids. Like, Good Boys did that not too long mm. ago. Eighth grade to an extent. Booksmart. I guess this is an extension of that in yeah. some ways. I mean, the problem I have with the show is that, like... And also the problem that I had with the mini project was that, like, they throw in, like, these kind of traumatic events that the characters are supposed to go through. And that's supposed to be, like, a defining thing that, like makes them who they are but mm-hmm. like they don't really take the time to dissect 
why they were traumatic or like how they really impact like you know what I mean like the the girl like lost her dad and then had like a psychosomatic reaction and became paralyzed for a year yeah and like all of that was like so much exposition right off the bat and like we're supposed to just move past it as an audience yeah but like and it was just okay. it was just a way to like show that this was the character's past yeah like a quick way to show that she's that, been through things yeah or like just a way to like show up her kind of conflict mm-hmm. like to present the conflict but yeah it is all exposition and like it never really like i don't think you necessarily needed that yeah, to end up where you, you ended up at yeah you did not need that she could just be like a like a regular teenage girl that wants to get laid yeah or like That's a regular it. teenage girl who like just lost her dad yeah, that too. You know, like, you didn't have to, like, compound it with something else. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that, like... I think it was a fun watch, though. I, I'm starting to question whether or not the Mindy project was good because Mindy was in it. Like, is she the one that made that a good job? Mm. I mean, I think the writing in the Mindy project... Like, the, they're really good with, like, little quips. You know, yeah. like, little, like, banter and, like, back and forth between... And the sides between yeah. characters. But this one felt more like it was engaging with, like... Like, yeah, it was trying to make the Mindy Project for a younger audience. Mm-hmm. Like, it was trying to do the, like, kind of BuzzFeed representation shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels a little dated at, at this point. Yeah, right? like, almost like fresh off the boat, taking, you know, elements from a culture and trying to Americanize them the way, the same way that a Mindy Project did all the time. But as an adult, it doesn't feel that, like. Well, here, the Mindy Project, I mean, here, Mindy Kaling or the showrunners are already like directly connecting to the fact that she's like indian american yeah well th- yes that's exactly what yeah I'm but saying. whereas whereas the mini project didn't do that like the mindy project just like mentioned it from time to time but like never really showed us that's not true that is not true she had like an indian wedding her mom was indian like I think the Mindy Project. I think like with, later, like, like later on in this show, they did, but mm. like right out, like even like you the mean fact that rip. she like dated, like she dated only white, dudes. like white dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, I, I get, feel like I her race saying. wasn't her her race and ethnicity were not central to but, her role yeah. until later. Okay, yeah, like she was just like a thirty year old, but later became a thirty year old Indian person. Yeah, whereas here, like it's like that's central to her character. No. And it's engaging with it directly. Yeah. Okay. I guess I Which that. I appreciate more, but it, it also feels kind of like BuzzFeedy. Yeah. Right? Like, like, just, like Indian moms be like. Like hashtag representation. Yeah. And I don't know how. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just not for me, but I don't know. I, I feel like the first episode also wasn't that funny hmm. comparatively. Yeah. Um, I think it felt a little awkward. But I like the main character. I like the main actress. Yeah, I, I think, think she's. I think she's, she's the like best part of the show. Spunky and like she's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But I think I got to see more of it. I feel like the first episode wasn't. Also, the, the main character, like the main love interest, looks like he's also thirty. Yeah, I mean, and also like I think the the kind of hangover. I mean, hangover. The kind of uh, ¿Cómo se llama? Cliffhanger felt very Netflix ish. Like mm-hmm. they do that like teenage drama like. This is how we're gonna end it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the, it felt like a Netflix ending. Yeah. And it also felt like a Netflix show in some parts. Mm-hmm. It felt like on my block. Yeah, like re- reaching for that audience. Yeah. Speaking of which, fuck that show. Um, <laughs> we finally finished. Finally it finished. Yesterday. It. And we wish we hadn't. <laughs> oh, um, no. How, what would you give it? 
I would give it. I would give it a three point eight, maybe okay. even a four. I'd say three because it was fun. Yeah, it was. I'd it say was three. fun. It was what it was. It wasn't the worst. I just didn't like it. But much. for a f- first episode, I think it was kind of weak. Yeah. Like if I if, okay if it's just the like if it's just judging it like a pilot, right? Like, does it accomplish everything it needs to? Yes. So it gets like a passing score, but it's not. And, like, that's not a good thing because of all of the exposition. Yeah. But also just, like, I feel like sitcoms are starting, are, they do this thing where, like, they don't put their best foot forward comedically in sitcoms sometimes. I feel like these jokes weren't that funny, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the textbook on the floor. Yeah. Or the the tennis player narrator. Oh yeah, that that wasn't the John McEnroe. Yeah, thing. yeah, like it's supposed like they're supposed to that both felt, be hotheads. Yes, that also felt like uh, we're gonna throw in a cameo for cameo's sake. Oh, I think it's something Mindy Kaling wanted to throw in. She's probably like a John McEnroe fan. I guess, but still, uh, that that doesn't like, change it doesn't. It. No, no, no. I, I'm agreeing with you. It just it feels like, like oh, because she wanted to throw in oh, then it, that was not no the like. <laughs> It doesn't serve a purpose. Like it's not even like a like a relevant thing. Like yeah. maybe for when Mindy Kaling was a teenager, it made sense to have a, a John McEnroe yeah. cameo. But, but not the- anymore. Like he's so like outdated at this point. Yeah. Like who like would teenagers even know who he is? No. Yeah, there's like just, there's no point to it. That's what I'm that's what I mean by like Mindy Kaling probably wanted that in there. Or the readers. Other readers. Yeah, yeah. Oof, whoever. Yeah. Whoever wanted that in there. All right. How long do you see it going for? It did really well. Yeah. It was like the number one for a while. I think it like it'll go the on my block route. Yeah. Where it's like four, maybe five seasons. Yeah, and I mean it's it's representation, so it's good. Yeah. And I, I I think shows like this because she's so talented. Obviously, I I can see it going. Yeah, I think it'll find its groove. Yeah. And I think it's worth watching. I th- I'm gonna I, continue watching. Yeah, it. I'll probably watch some of it. I don't know. But you watched on my block. Are, yeah. All right. We're done. We finished. Yay. You've reached the it. end of this journey. If you're here. Dear listener. Why are you here? Yeah. Even you... Caesar isn't even here. Yeah. I'm and he's of, the host. I'm like sweating. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Rate us. Watch TV, I guess. Um, watch more TV than watch, you're already watching. Yeah. But also, I don't know. Stay inside, please. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Peace. Peace.